You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal catching up on the weekend that was in BYU sports. BYU football, they beat Utah State. We'll give you some of my thoughts after re-watching the film. Had a special postcast edition early Sunday morning that was that went up with my initial reactions. We'll have more on that. Of course, also getting you ready for BYU basketball set to open up their season tomorrow officially and of course reacting to all the other BYU news around the BYU sports universe. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union as well as our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. I'll tell you about both of those companies as the show rolls on today. With that, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 4th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, the resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal, but let's start off on the football front as BYU, as most of you should know by now if you don't, BYU rolls to a 42-14 win over Utah State in the battle for the old wagon wheel. They bring the wagon wheel back to Provo and an absolutely massive victory in many ways for the BYU football program. None more so, I think, than Kalani Satake, because as I noted on Twitter, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. You can follow the show also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. I noted that Kalani Satake now has a winning record against his rivals, speaking of Utah, Utah State, and Boise State for the first time in his head coaching tenure, and that's not insignificant to a lot of people. I think it shows that Kalani Satake, he, his team is playing for him. They love him as the head coach. That doesn't mean that other changes won't be coming in the offseason as BYU continues to try to get things right with the coaching staff, the right mix of accountability versus uh, players, coaches, if that makes sense to you. But the biggest thing is, is BYU's players have responded to what Kalani Satake has been preaching, the adjustments that he has made, and they have benefited from it in back-to-back wins over a nationally ranked Boise State team, and of course snapping a two-game losing streak to Utah State with their win on Saturday night. The Cougars now look towards Liberty. Uh, the Flames won their sixth game of their season. They are 6-3 and three coming in here to Provo, but BYU is a 20.5 point favorite in terms of the sports books opening up yesterday. BYU should be favored heavily in their next three games and should run off three more wins. A five-game win streak is not out of the realm of possibility right now for BYU. Now, I rewatched the film of the Utah State game. You like you guys are used to this on Mondays. I usually go back and watch the film, catch up on what I may have missed, some stuff that stands out on film after re-watching the game that I didn't catch on my first watch when we were watching the game live. So let's run down some of the things that I saw. I really liked what I saw from Kyrus Tonga. Uh, he makes a play early on in the game to force a three and out on USU's first possession. And after that, I think Utah State realized, you know what, we can't block this guy one-on-one. we got to double-team him all night long. And that's what they did. Despite all that, Kyrus Tonga still finished the game with three total tackles. And it was a big win- big victory for him in the middle because he was able to occupy multiple blockers, which is what you want from your nose guard and allow BYU's linebackers to make plays. Uh, BYU's linebackers continue to make uh, impressive adjustments in terms of the passing game. BYU as a team, they're doing one thing very elite in terms of what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, and that is intercepting passes. Uh, BYU 
I believe I saw a third in the country in terms of average interceptions per game. They average 1.5 per game. They've got 12 on the season. 10 of those, 10 of the 12 interceptions BYU has collected this year have come from BYU linebackers. Say what you will about that uh, rush three, drop eight protection, but what, for whatever reason, BYU's linebackers get lost by opposing quarterbacks in underneath coverage, and they're just picking off passes at an extremely high clip, and that is a very elite thing that can help BYU this season, and it has helped them to this point. So I really liked what I saw from BYU's linebackers. Guys that stood out to me, Chaz Ayu, you saw him go down with a shoulder injury in the second quarter of that game, and you thought, okay, he may be done. It looked very serious. He was writhing in pain on the field and Utah State fans are booing him whatever that's neither here nor there but he gets comes back into the game and makes great plays I thought Austin Kefensis had a coming out party in that game for B, for BYU taking over that flash linebacker spot from IU when he wasn't able to go Kefensis uh, had that strip sack late in the game which led to another Utah State turnover big time play and I'm glad to see Austin Kefensis just in terms of just my personal rooting interest uh, it's cool to see him finally contributing in a meaningful spot for BYU and making big plays on the field and I think that's exactly what he's been hoping to do his entire career playing football he's a guy who said over and over and over again I just want to play football I love this game and it's cool to see him contributing for BYU other guys that stood out to me on the on in on film when I rewatched the game was the fact that Matt Bushman was targeted very rarely in this game but BYU still piled up almost 640 yards of offense pretty impressive he was used more of, more as a decoy in this game. Utah State was determined to take him out of BYU's offensive passing attack, and that's how it goes. I thought J.J. and Wigway continued on with his feast or famine style of play. He had that forced fumble early on in the game, and you can't take that away from him. It was a good play, but there's other plays that J.J., for whatever reason, struggles in terms of run fits, etc., but he does get the job done in in big spots. That's I guess that's the biggest thing. He gets jo- the job done when it hits needed, but but you'd like to see him be more consistent. Other guys along the defensive line I thought that stood out in yesterday's game, Gabe Summers finally saw meaningful action for the first time in his BYU career. A kid from Westlake High School in Saratoga Springs, Utah. His dad, Hiram, was a former BYU football player, and Gabe was a guy in fall camp that stood out in terms of his pass rush ability, and people wondered if he could kind of be a contributor for BYU along the defensive line. Then he seemingly disappeared once the season started, but he played a large number of snaps against Utah State, and I thought he was quite active, running up and down the field, making plays in the backfield. Also, when he had when the play got past him, he'd turn and chase it. And I give him credit. I thought it was good to see him finally get his opportunity. I think he stood out. I, once again, I thought uh, Manuel Asupa. He's not 100% in terms of running back status, switching over to the offensive side of things. I think that Sione Finau is going to be BYU starting running back for the rest of the season, if not going forward into next year. I think he's showing all the traits of an elite running back who can lead BYU, be that so-called bell cow running back for the Cougars, and it's great to see. Manuel Supa getting healthier. It's nice to see Lopini Katoa. You guys saw this live. In the screen game, he was absolutely a mismatch, and BYU used that screen game to great effect and I really liked 
what he showed in the screen game. And it was nice to see him really have a breakout performance. That 77-yard screen that he took almost to the house was a thing of beauty. It was blocked up extremely well. And i got to give credit to BYU's offensive line. They did a great job all night long taking care of business along the offensive line. They shuffled it once again, kept Blake Freeland at right tackle. And despite a couple of false starts, you kind of expect that with a guy's first road start. Blake Freeland, to me, looks like a budding superstar at tackle for BYU. He's all a six foot eight. He probably weighs 250, 260 pounds, so he's nowhere near what his end weight is going to be in terms of his frame, but he is already showing elite traits of being an offensive tackle that BYU can build around during his time as a Cougar, and that's a great sign. I really liked what he showed. Of course, Brady Christensen has the left side locked down for BYU. If you have two tackles you can really rely on, it makes your offensive line adjustments so much easier and was great to see a kid like Blake Freeland in his second start despite some early miscues with those false starts etc have a really solid outing for the Cougars as he played well one final note for you guys in terms of guys that I thought stood out and I'm hopeful that it continues is that Atunai Samahe struggled with some injuries during the middle part of the year he really had a good showing against Tennessee but then struggled with some arm injuries he was wearing an arm brace at one point as he came back it appears that he is for the most part healthy now and you saw that he had a big sack on a twist in this game against Utah State he is a violent player uses his hands to great effect has great burst at that defensive line slot and I really feel like he's going to be a guy who's going to be a force down the stretch here now, I know I said that as my final note. One other note for you guys is I hope that Jaron Hall did not suffer another concussion because if he did, we're probably looking at his season being over because having two concussions inside of a month is not a good trait. He's had six quarters roughly overall that have been very, very good for BYU as a starting quarterback, but it is not good that he has suffered two concussions in the two games that he's played as a starter for the Cougars. So here's hoping that everything goes good for him. It sounds like I would expect that Baylor Romney gets the start against Liberty this week. We'll talk more about that as the week progresses. I know that Zach Wilson is doing everything he can to get back on the field, but I don't think he'll be cleared in time for this week's game. I think the target for him at this point is Idaho State a week from Saturday. So there you go. Some of my thoughts after re-watching the film for BYU. Excited to see what they can show uh, coming up here against Liberty, Idaho State, and UMass. They should reel off three straight wins and then go into that San Diego State game looking for an eighth win on the season, a six-game win streak potentially. Be a fantastic finish to the season if BYU can run the table here. But all you got to worry about this week is the, the Liberty Flames. Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss head coach, coming into town, leading his team into a game against the BYU Cougars. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU and Utah. State after rewatching the film, guys that stood out to me and what I like to see. And once again, let me just add this BYU looked very, very impressive in that game. And I think they're really rounded into form right now. And they they're coming into their own. That's the nice part about it. You're seeing a lot of good traits from this BYU football program. They were seeing them become more consistent, etc. It's stuff that you'd like to see as the season progresses, and they're finally getting to that point. All right, uh, we'll talk some BYU basketball next. They beat UT Tyler last Friday in their final exhibition game. They're getting ready for their season opener tomorrow night against Cal State Fullerton. You'll hear from TJ Hawes, BYU point guard, a senior on this year's team, one of BYU's leaders. You'll hear from him here in 
just a moment. Also, get you some thoughts that I saw from that UT Tyler game in a minute as well. Before we do that, though, do you need to take a minute and talk to you about our title sponsor on this podcast, and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. You guys have heard me talk about these guys, Deseret First Credit Union. You've seen them in the community. They have ad campaigns going all over the place. They're asking right now, what is your why? What's your focus? Whatever that focus may be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. With rates still low right now, we're still sitting in the threes, guys, near historic lows. You could save some money, you could refinance that mortgage and put more money back in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, obviously, you can save yourself a bunch of money, have no costs up front, but potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's a great option if you're looking for something to put money back in your pocket, guys. Check it out. Deseret First Credit Union, their mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, let's talk some BYU basketball here for a minute. BYU finished up their exhibition portion of their schedule with a 100-58 blowout of UT Tyler Friday night. And I have to say, my biggest takeaway from this game, it was the Trevin Nell show. Trevin Nell, a local product who originally signed with Cal before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He hit five of his six six three-point attempts in the second half, led the team with 19 points in the game overall. Awesome to see a guy like that show off his shooting ability. I think he's kind of one of those unsung guys who can really make an impact this year if given the right opportunities. Jake Toulson added 17 points with 7 rebounds and 4 assists as he led the way on the offensive side of things for BYU. Connor Harding scored 15 points and then Colby Lee, a guy that uh, Mark Pope has talked about as being a breakout star potentially for BYU added 13 points in the win. BYU now turns their attention tomorrow to Cal State Fullerton. Home game at the Marriott Center to kick off the regular season. They'll also play San Diego State on Saturday in that doubleheader with the Liberty game in football. The San Diego State game at 2 o'clock. But tomorrow night at 7 o'clock tip against Cal State Fullerton as BYU begins their 2019-2020 campaign. Should be a fun night at the Marriott Center. I encourage you guys if you're not looking if you if you don't have a lot going on you have something you're looking to do, go enjoy some BYU basketball at the Marriott Center. One of the better venues for college basketball anywhere in the country, particularly in the Western United States. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the UT Tyler exhibition. Don't want to belabor the point too much because it happened three days ago, but did want to get you some thoughts from TJ Hawes, senior guard for BYU. I talked to him at BYU Media Day last month, got some of his thoughts on the upcoming campaign for BYU. A lot of seniors on this team, their goals, what they want to do before they finish out their careers in a BYU uniform. So here you go. TJ Hawes with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. You worked with Coach Rose for a long time now. Since Coach Pope has come in, what's kind of been the major differences between the two? Uh, everything. Okay. I mean, they're, they're two totally different coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Pope has been has been great so far, and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to work with him on and off the floor. Um, he's taught me so much already, and, you know, he, he just brings so much energy to this program. And he, he's fun to be around, and I'm really excited about having him here. You had that knee procedure. You back 100% at this point? Yeah, you know, this week is uh, they've been working me into practice a little bit, so, um, you know, I'm going every other rep and, and whatnot. Um, but things are feeling good. My recovery has gone well, and so we're hoping next week I, I, I head back into, you know, the full swing of things. 
Do you like the three-point line being extended even further back? Uh, I don't think it's going to affect me much. Okay. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. You're confident in your range I'm regardless? Confident. Okay. I'm confident in my shot. The other question I have in regards to that, though, now that there's more space inside the arc, do you think that can help you guys? Uh, absolutely. You know, anytime, you know, spacing is a is a huge thing. You know, Coach Pope talks about that all the time. We, anytime we throw it in the post, or anytime, you know, in our offense, it's it, spacing is a huge deal. And so, anytime you can, you know, open up that lane a little bit, uh, you can cause a lot of issues. This is a senior-laden squad. Last year, kind of, you wouldn't have expected it, just how things were playing out, but it's been a really topsy-turvy offseason. You guys as seniors, what's kind of your guys' mentality going into this year? Uh, you know, trying to enjoy trying to enjoy every second of it, okay. you know, because it, it really has gone fast. But, um, you know, really bringing it every day. You know, I think we all believe that we're, you know, we're going to go to the NCAA tournament and we're going to win a lot of games this year. Um, but to, in order to do that, you know, you have to bring it every single day and, and have a you know tough mentality coming into practice every single day. And, and if we do that, I think we're going to be really good. Coach Pope talked about that he thinks that rebounding might be a little bit of a struggle. Is it going to be a team effort this year? Absolutely. You know, we've had some unfortunate things happen to us so far. Uh, but, you know, those, those things happen to everyone, every team. And it, I think it's just going to be a great opportunity for us as a team to come together and uh, we're going to have to figure out ways to win, and one of those ways is, is going to be to rebound the basketball. And so it's been a, a huge focal point for us um, in practice, and you know I think we're going to be able to – we're going to take care of business in that area. Shooting still going to be a strength, though? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Should be expected in that regard. Absolutely. I guess the last thing for me is you've like – we talked about the fact that you, you, you're a senior now. What has just kind of been your experience as a BYU Cougar? Can you sum it up to this point at all? Uh, that's a that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, my experience so far has, has been has been awesome. You know, there you, know, you would you hope for maybe a little more success as a team on the court. Uh, you know, I, I want to get to that that tournament. You know, yes. so bad. But you know, the relationships and the friendships that I've I've developed here are you know lifelong relationships that I'll that'll have you know forever and i i, I just I, I really am grateful for all these relationships and the people that i've met tj thanks so much no problem there you go tj haas relationships he values those most of all but obviously he's motivated to have a big senior year i think he's gonna be a guy who has an impact for the cougars uh, jesse wade did not play in the exhibition against ut tyler and it sounds like his knee injury being more serious than originally thought i don't have details on that i'll see if i can find out but it sounds like jesse wade should miss at least the early part of this schedule for byu injury bug hits once again because obviously you're also going to be missing Yoli Childs for nine games. You've already lost Gavin Baxter for the season to a shoulder injury. Of course, a guy like TJ Hawes already has had his knee operated on earlier on uh, in the offseason, but he's back full go at this point. You just hope that that holds up for him. So BYU has had a rough go of things on the basketball front, but here's hoping that they can start off the season in a positive fashion. They should beat the Titans from Cal State Fullerton tomorrow night. Once again, a 7 o'clock tip on BYU TV if you want to watch that game. Always fun to have opening night in basketball for BYU, and of course, we'll have coverage of that. I'll be at that game, and we'll have more more thoughts on that as the game gets a little bit closer tomorrow. We'll be at media availability today to get some of the thoughts on the game in particular 
from Mark Pope and the players. All right, uh, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Obviously, a lot going on on the weekends when it comes to BYU sports. We'll catch up on all of that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do want to remind you guys, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. Before we do that, I do need to talk to you guys today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company based right here in Utah, in Utah County in particular, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Even Tooele and Wasatch counties aren't too far out for them to be able to get you taken care of, guys. They're a great company. Seth Barrett is the owner. I've met with him multiple times. A great gentleman, a great BYU fan, loves the Cougars. I was talking on Saturday, I tweeted, out something he sends back just in all caps go Cougars and obviously BYU beats Utah State so Seth Seth you may be the the key that it takes. I need you to tweet that at me each game, apparently, to see if BYU can win that game. What All Guard Pest Control offers is they offer two unique programs. They offer a quarterly pest control program where they'll come out once every three months, take care of that season's hot spots in terms of pests, make sure you have that barrier around your home so that way you don't have any creepy, crawly things moving around inside your home. They also offer one-time services as well, though, so if you don't need to sign a long-term contract with them for just a one-time treatment, they'll come out, take care of you, and they're not going to bother you to come back out because you signed a quote-unquote contract with them that requires them to come out multiple times for a one-time issue. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They fit their program for you, the fan. They use the safest products in the industry. They have incredible online reviews. You can go online and look at them. All Guard Pest Control, five-star reviews up and down the board. People rave about this company online. And you know how the internet is. We live to be outraged on the internet. These people love All Guard Pest Control on the internet. Check it out, guys. They are the termite experts in Utah County as well. Give them a call 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com to learn more about All Guard Pest Controls. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you give them that call. Once again, 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. Let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports before we close out this Monday edition of the podcast. Let's start off with the number four ranked BYU women's soccer team. They were forced to overtime 1-1 against San Francisco on the road on Saturday, but Sarah Jane Affleck, a freshman on BYU's team, scored an overtime goal to lead BYU to a thrilling 2-1 victory over the Dons. Fantastic victory for the Cougars. They remain unbeaten on the season. Uh, BYU can just continues to roll on. It's awesome to see what they're doing. They're staying on the road this week. They're at Gonzaga this coming Wednesday at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. The game will be streamed on the WCC Network and audio broadcast. Obviously, it'll be on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. But BYU Women's Soccer, fourth-ranked team in the country. I'm expecting they'll continue to climb in the polls as they continue to win because they remain undefeated on the season. That's just awesome to see. They've only had, what, one? One tie, yeah. 6-0-1 in West Coast Conference play, 16-0-1 overall in the season. Just a fantastic showing for the women's soccer team. Let's move over to the uh, men's and women's cross-country programs. They swept the conference titles of the West Coast Conference Championships on Friday. The men's team ranked number two in the country, rolled to a victory. They're looking to win a national title in the upcoming national championships. On the women's side of things, BYU showed another great showing. They dropped to number six six in the national rankings with this win though they should move back up in the national rankings at one point as high as number two in the country we'll see how that shakes out uh, 
both Whitney Orton on the women's side of things and sophomore Connor Mance took the individual titles to lead BYU men's and women's cross country in those conference championships. Congratulations to the BYU men's and women's cross country programs. That is another fantastic showing for them as they continue to gear up for the national championships here. They'll have the Mountain Regional Championship here in Salt Lake City at Rose Park Golf Course on Friday, November 15th, and then obviously the national championships coming up later in the month. One final note for you guys before we go is that BYU Women's Volleyball ranked number 12 in the country. Sorry, it's not number 12. Number 11 in the country, excuse me. Beat the Pacific Tigers in four sets. 3-1, in their conference matchup at the Smith Fieldhouse on Saturday. Uh, five BYU players had at least five kills in this match as BYU rolls on. They're continuing to get it done. They'll be back in action, taking on Santa Clara at the Levy Athletic Center, Levy Event Center out in Stockton, California. That'll be Thursday night. It'll be broadcast on the WCC network, and we'll have more details for you as that draws a little bit closer. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us on this Monday edition of the show. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, and of course, you can drop the show a note via email anytime you want by emailing us at LockedOnBYU you at gmail.com would love to hear from you guys there and please also if you're following the show if you're new to the show just finding us please subscribe rate and review those star reviews particularly on apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold can't thank you guys enough for taking the but a moment that it takes to do it but it really does help us out continue to build this audience for this daily podcast all focused on byu getting you ready for cal state fullerton and byu tomorrow obviously we'll be at kalani Take's press conference today getting his thoughts on the Utah State game after re-watching the film and also looking ahead to Liberty. So a lot to get to as the week rolls on here on Locked On Cougars. Join us each and every day as we get you ready for all and get you ready for the upcoming games but also keep you updated on the latest in BYU news. Alright, that'll do it for today. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 4th, 2019.